Welcome to 52 Episodes to Science Fiction Film Literacy. My name is Chris Garcia. Roll sound. I will argue, and successfully, that The Matrix is the most important film of the last 20 years. You can make an argument for The Blair Witch Project, but honestly, I really believe it's The Matrix. And The Matrix redefined what an effects-driven science fiction film was. And it really set the table for what the big budget films of the 21st century were going to become. And it's a film that is remarkably tied to its imagery, more so than any film beforehand. It, if you're watching The Matrix, you're instantly aware of what you're seeing, which seems strange because the whole theme of The Matrix similar to Plato's cave, is the idea that what you perceive is not necessarily reality. And I'll even go further, that what you perceive is not reality. It is your impression of reality. And I could go deep into this, but we're not going to go too deep, because this is only a brief podcast. The story is, Neo, Mr. Anderson, is awoken, awakened, brought out, of this computer simulation called the Matrix. Because the leader of a group of rebels against the group that is maintaining the Matrix believes that he is the one. He is Neo-Jesus. And wackiness ensues. What a lot of people don't give this film as much credit for as they should is the acting. Yes, Keanu Reeves is not great, but he does play dumbstruck pretty brilliantly. Lawrence Fishburne is phenomenal, as he is in everything. And Joey Pants, the man you can never trust, his character can never be trusted in a film, asterisk except for Daredevil, uh, is great playing a devious schemer. Carrie Ann Moss is really good, too. I've, a lot of people say that she was the heart of this film. I don't know if that's quite true. But the guy you definitely have to respect for his performance here is Hugo Weaving, playing Agent Smith, who was the representation of the heavy. And the whole fight scenes that they do are incredible. And Hugo Weaving is one of the best physical actors in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Literally, there is no one who does the physical act of embodying a character and presenting it better than he does. One of the best examples of that is in V for Vendetta, which I will be talking about later, where he, without using facial expression, gets across the nuance of the character V. Now, aside from the acting, the visuals are what everyone remembers. There's the classic bullet time effect, uh, most famous when uh, Neo is doing the sort of what they call the Matrix move. Uh, you fans of the D will know that where he leans back and bullets are flying by. That was an effect that became the signifier for this film. And it's become popular around the world. But once you use it, you know they are referencing The Matrix. And it's phenomenally important. It, this film, in a lot of ways, is like Birth of a Nation. 
it didn't invent much, but it popularized and in a way legitimized a whole raft of ideas and concepts and techniques. And after both the films, everything changed. And so you can't say either one is really the genesis of these techniques, methodologies, whatever, but they are completely responsible, well, mostly completely responsible for what came afterwards because of the success of their use in those films. The Matrix is, by the way, is far less problematic than Birth of a Nation, far less. I don't think there's a more problematic film other than Triumph of the Will than Birth of a Nation. Go figure. Where the power of the Matrix really exists is in its influences. And it's influenced all over the place from philosophy, Kant, Plato, there's even a little bit of postmodern philosophy going on here. The idea that the world that we inhabit in reality is far less impressive, interesting than the world that we experience in our heads. It's a very postmodern concept that it is only by escaping into a falsehood that we can find joy or love or anything. That's a very, very interesting little piece that sort of happens here. And by escaping into the movie, the audience is experiencing exactly what Neo is, only to be presented with what Neo gets when he's pulled out. That through the escape into the Matrix, which stands for, in my eyes, it stands for media in general. What we are being presented and fed by what is more or less corporate media. By escaping into that, we can find joy and leave behind our wretched lives, which is what Neo ends up getting into. There's a whole lot to this movie, and if you haven't seen it, I don't think you've not seen it. I honestly think everyone who is listening to this has seen The Matrix at least once. Don't think about the sequels, with the exception of Monica Bellucci looking lovely. There's nothing to them. But if you rewatch it, Rewatch The Matrix and then watch three or four of the biggest selling science fiction movies of the last 15 years. And then watch a couple of the Oscar winners from the same time. And you will see through line influence. There are lots of connections. Absolutely a fantastic film. It's on the National Film Registry and deservedly. And it's one of those movies that I think really defines what film of the last 20 years has been.